ball in. Knocks it across by Faulkner. It's ball inside. It's in. The D have scored. An amazing winner that will be. Nzati sprinting from the midfield. Georgian Nzati. Hello and welcome to the newest episode of the Up With The Bonnets podcast. I'm your host, Danny Smith, and with me, as usual, is my other co-host, Paul Gray. Hello, Dees. So this week, there's sad news that Pat Lenny passed away. He was a total Dundee legend. Uh, the word legend gets flung about quite often for Dundee players, but this year was a bona fide legend. He was part of the team that won the league. He was a big part of the club, even in the later days of his his life. He made 126 appearances for Dundee and kept 27 clean sheets. Now, some people might think that 126 appearances doesn't really warrant legend status, but this man played a huge part in the history of Dundee. He was a mainstay in the team for the year that we won the league, and his penalty save on the second last game of the season when we were playing St Mim with minutes to go spurred us on to go score another goal and win 2-0 and it's stuff like that that makes this man a legend he was also inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2011 and he was also made honorary president for Dundee and he he was always on show at the stadium he was going in every day and I think it was an article written that he also um, came in with coffee for the managers. He would speak to everybody in the stadium. He would speak to fans walking past. Uh, myself, I had a few conversations with him uh, outside the main stand at the end of the game where you would have seen him all the time. Just a quick hello, can good game, what, what can anything, and he would speak back to you. It was great to see flowers laid across the state across the stand um where the tenements have of a spot that you used to see them standing in quite uh, regularly as well and um also we had the the minute silence and the laying of the reef and the goal mouth which was all a fantastic gesture this man will be sorely missed there's no doubt about it he was the heartbeat of dundee he gave his all to Dundee, and it's really, really sad to see him go. I don't even know how you can kind of follow on from that. Uh, Danny, I mean, I must admit, I never, you know, I never went to the game, uh, but I, th- I certainly watched on the TV and the, the coverage to begin with. You know, it was very, very emotional. Um, the part that you mentioned, obviously, with Gary Boyer, you know, laying the wreath in the goal, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be shy about it, but there was there was tears in my eyes and there was a massive lump in my throat. Um, and then, you know, obviously the, the minutes, uh, minutes applause as well, you know, the, you know, everybody in the, everybody in the ground was, was applauding, you know, so respect to the, the Arbroath fans for, for joining in as well, because I know that he was a, you know, very well-loved, you know, person within Dundee um, and obviously the and the football world as well um, but for me it was you know during the applause and you started hearing everybody singing you know one Pat Linney there's only one Pat Linney and it 
I, I just kind of I, I wish I was there to have experienced that and you know to kind of give you know a proper you know tribute from myself to to the great man um, who will for, forever be in Dundee's history forever you know uh, like you mentioned about that that penalty save you know during the St Mirren game um, which I think the story behind it is you know the story behind it was absolutely superb. Um, which you've obviously put up on the you know the D archive website, but um, it felt like for me anyway watching it you know during the, you know in my flat like watching the game it was kind of like you'd lost you know a, a member of your family you know like a, a member of your immediate family. I mean the vast majority of you know the folk that were there or watching the game you know they, they weren't immediate you know to to Pat Linney, but you know he was part of the Dundee family. You know, and that for me, you know, it's obviously sad to hear he's passing. You know, condolences to his family. Um, but I think, I think we did him proud. I think we did him proud on Friday night, definitely. Hundred percent, yeah. Um, and you see, like how well loved he was, especially with ex-players, Martin Boyle, Robert Douglas, just a few who yep. who passed on their condolences online. He. It's fair to say he was he was part of the furniture. He, you you mm-hmm. sign for Dundee, that you'd, you'd find out that Pat Lenny is part of Dundee. He is Dundee, and um, you see so many people speaking highly of him on the social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it just shows you as well like, how how much of an impact he would have on everybody. Because no doubt he told them all the tales of the greatest Dundee team ever, and he played in it. And yeah. you know it's and that stuff. That stuff and them stories won't leave you. And Pat Lenny told them to, to basically like everybody who probably walked through them uh, the main uh, reception doors. Yep. I mean, for for me, it was like you says, you know, people online, you know, you know, sending the condolences and stuff, and it was amazing to see, you know, the amount of people that were, you know, pretty much heartbroken by it. Um, and it was also great for you know, obviously, you seen, you know, the you know Dundee. You know, putting out the statement as well, but then it was for me. It was great to see Saint Mirren put out uh, a tribute to him as well, and they signed it off with you know, rest in peace, buddy, which I, I thought was just a touch of class. Like um, Bradford City as well. Um, obviously, I didn't know this because obviously I didn't follow much of it, but you know, Bradford City put out saying you know he spent four years at Valley Parade helping them to promotion from the fourth tier in 1969, and. Yeah, like I says, it would. It genuinely felt like uh, um, losing a you know a part of your family, but like I says, it was it's the Dundee family, and that's it. Yeah, uh, yeah, the ex teams is. You, you hear how popular he was, especially at Bradford, uh, <laughs> hugely popular <clears throat> at Bradford, and it just speaks volumes about the the man that mm-hmm. ex teams from fifty. 50 years ago or something. Yeah, totally. Uh, but uh, I mean, I seen, sorry, uh, I seen somebody going on about, um, you know, like, you know, meeting him at the, you know, the main stand entrance and that, and how his smile would just light up the room. You know, his smile was infectious, you know. Um, and, you know, like you said, you know, legend gets thrown about, but this guy, you know, he was, is, and will forever be a legend. Um, and another word that goes about, he's a gentleman. You know, he was, he was a gentleman and that, that, you know, that shows the kind of man that he was, you know what I mean? That so many people would, you know, use these words to describe him. Yeah, 
Yeah, definitely. You'll you'll be absolutely sorely missed. I know that through ill health for a, a long while he wasn't able to attend Den's Park, mm-hmm. but um, it was great to see that he made the Partick game. Yeah. And it seemed to be like a, a one last time back trip to Den's. Yeah, it was to, to, to be there, like, uh, and uh, unfortunately, it was a loss. But I, I doubt that would have mattered. That no. he, I think he would have just been happy just to, to have seen Dens and been around that mm-hmm. that whole the whole club one one last time. Yeah, yeah, and I remember being at games when I was like a youngster, just like a burn, and you know, like it would be. You know, Pat Lenny coming out at half time and stuff, and I'd be like, "Well, obviously as a Bern, you're kind of like, who who is this?" And then you, you know, you read up on him and realise just how much of a legend he was. So every time he came out, you know, you were you know a rapturous applause for him. You know, every single time, um, and I mean, he thoroughly thoroughly deserved it. You know, um, so yeah, very very kind of sad, and um, but I, I feel. I feel like we did, like it says earlier. I think we did him proud on Friday, um, especially with the with the second goal after the the minutes applause after you know the sixty two minutes, you know, which I, again I thought was incredible. And watching it, you know, lump in the throat again, and then to see Dundee's you know score, he was definitely watching me. Definitely, I'm a firm believer that he was looking down on us. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, the fact that we scored just right after that. Minutes of plus on the sixty-second mm. minute is, is fan. I mean, when you see stuff like that happening in football, you always think to yourself, "Wonder if the team will like mm. do something, score around that time." It never happens, but it happened this time, and yeah. it was you seen in the fans celebrating as yeah. well. The the whole celebration, it was, it was a celebration for Pat Lenny. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I seen obviously Dundee would, you know, you, you know, they put the notification out that they were going to do, you know, a minute's applause. You know, it wasn't a minute silence; it was a minute's applause. Mm-hmm. Um, but then seen, you know, one or two guys tweeting, you know, or commenting underneath, going, "What about an applause on the sixty-second minute?" And then it just seemed to everybody jump on, going, "That's a great idea." And then, like it says, you know, watching the game, and I remember it, the ball was on the left-hand side and it just hit 62 minutes and then it, you could just hear everybody again and, you know, everybody, you know, singing again, one Pat Linney. And the cameras panned to the dairy and, you know, you could see everybody, you could see how much it meant to, or how much he meant to everybody. Um, yeah, it was just a fitting tribute, fitting tribute. Yeah, and everybody, when the, the minutes uh, applause on the 62nd minute, especially around... The area I certainly like, you, you stood up, yeah, you stood up, yep. Sure, sure Everybody respect. was on their feet. Yeah, it was, yeah, that's that. Yeah, for for somebody of his caliber <clears throat> and being a total Dundee man, you stand up and you applaud, and everybody did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I think I'm I'm going to quote the man, uh, the wordsmith that is Alan Petullo. He put out an excellent tweet. Um, which, you know, you, you probably knew about it, but you didn't actually realise it. And uh, his tweet was basically, you know, Pat Lenny will forever be listed first, you know, in the greatest ever team team sheet that, you know, in this club's history. And he just signed it off with that's some legacy. And it is, you know, when you think about it. it when I remember when I read it, I kind of sat back for a minute and went, bloody hell, yeah, you will be, you know, first, you know. Listed first in the best of our team that Dundee's had, unbelievable. Yep, and I, I don't think anybody 
would be able to follow that because that what Alan put was just spot on. Yep, absolutely bang on, bang on. So obviously we had a tribute to to Pat, and then we paid even more tribute to to Pat by winning the game against Abro four two. Yep. Um, Paul, you mentioned you're watching it on the TV. Certainly, being at the game, the atmosphere was electric. Yeah, it seemed that way. Definitely yeah. did. Yep. I don't Start know. Start to finish. Start to finish. I think there was a lot of major factors. It's a Friday night game. It's on TV. Because mm-hmm. I, I do enjoy Friday night games, even yeah, though it is, it is in the league that I, it's in. That's the only one that shows Friday night games. But I um, hmm. absolutely love Friday night games. And I mean, I've added to the. The atmosphere as well, but there was uh, there was just something in the atmosphere that night. And uh, some people might turn around and say it was only Arbroath. Doesn't matter. Arbroath are up where they are, finishing where they're finishing because they're a good side. And um, it just seemed that everybody was up for this game, and so were the players because yeah. twice we did squander the lead, but twice. Well, we will go back in the lead and eventually get another one to win it. Um, and then we'll another stop. one. Yeah, <laughs> and another one, yeah. Just to, just to sign off on a, a emphatic win. Um, but we'll go to the first goal first. Right. I mean, <laughs> when you've seen French run with that ball, you, I don't know why, I just, think, I just thought to myself, we're going to score here. Well, and we did. <laughs> well, that, I remember, you know, the... The episode that we did with uh, George Cran, and he, he, we were speaking about Tyler French, and George kind of just made a comment, he's got blistering pace. And it was kind of like, all right, okay. And I, t- I actually wa- I watched it back and I timed it from, from the second that Tyler basically intercepted a pass to when he basically got into the opposition box, and it worked out at like about nine seconds. So that took mm-hmm. him nine seconds to get from our box to inside their box. And he didn't even look like he was out of first gear. He was just, and obviously George used the word and I'm, I'm annoyed because I was going to use it, but I, to be fair, they used it on the TV as well. He was galloping and he was, he was just galloping, but it looked like he was just on a canter. You know, That's... he didn't, he was just, and he had like, I'm pretty sure he did. I'm sure there was three one twos on that, on that run up. I think he had a one-two with Cammy Kerr, then a one-two with Paul McMullen, and I think it was a one-two with I think it was Ruddin. And then he had his shot and see if that had went in. That was goal of the season. And you might as well just stop it there, you know, because that was definitely going to be goal of the season. But yeah, some finish from McCowan though. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, I love that word gallop. Ah, oh, it's great. It's brilliant. <laughs> Galloping like a Cheshire horse didn't the wine. I like to say it, it was one too daft. Brilliant. <laughs> um, That's how you rip you rip teams apart, especially you know with with like I was saying last week, maybe a bit disrespectful, but yeah, our both are an aging team. You know, you want to tire them out, and you tire them out with the one twos. It's just mm-hmm. it, it takes a player out of the game, and that's it. And they're chasing shadows. And yeah. like I said, there were three three one twos there in that build up. Um, but the part that I thought was brilliant when it felt to. Uh, when it fell to uh, it was McGowan, and I was thinking, 
he's going to have a shot here. And if he had a shot there and missed, I was just waiting on the article in the Tully, uh, Mulligan having a go at McGowan, because he had a go at him against Ray. You know what I mean? Uh, but McGowan, just brilliant pass, brilliant pass into McGowan, and then he the composure to just pick it out uh, and just rifle it into the, into the roof of the net. Like, brilliant. Absolutely superb. It was a, it was a shot that that the keeper was saving. It was a tremendous. It was a, just a tremendous shot to end that piece of play. I mean, right. I'm not what negatives, but French needs to go out and practice on his shooting. <laughs> he definitely does. He definitely does. I mean, no, heck. It, 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 it was a total. It was a total <laughs> defensive shot, though. But, uh, but he, was, he was off. He was off balance. Come on, uh, uh, just give him a break. He's just done a blooming Usain Bolt sprint. <laughs> you know just a mean? wee tongue in cheek. But I mean, the uh, people, uh, the guy that sits next to me, Andy, he um, he loves next to uh, a Dundee coach, and he was saying to me that the coach was saying that French is lightning in training. That was the word lightning. So we've got Greece you've lightning. got Gallop, Greece exactly, Greece lightning, Paul. <laughs> Grease lightning. I'm disappointed. I'm going to go after you. I'm disappointed on Paul. Doesn't like grease. I can't stand it. Hate it. He texts me Saturday night, and yes, I'm going to say Saturday night. I was watching Grease in my house, um, and Paul slagged me. And I I feel feel victimized. I feel victimized. (laughs) (laughs) Show me, show me a man that doesn't like grease, and I'll show you a liar. Well, you're looking at one just now, Danny. <laughs> and I'm certainly not a liar. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, he was uh, he was like lightning. Yeah. Grease lightning. Grease lightning. But um yeah, I mean, but then obviously uh we conceded. Mm. And it was a pretty bad goal to give away. No comment. Yeah. No, I'm not joking. <laughs> I mean, I think for me, I, I think Marshall's low in confidence. Definitely. And I hope he's not listening to the pod and it's because of me. I'm sorry if it is. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, to me, he looked like, I, I don't know, I think he was caught in probably three minds. Um, yeah. He was probably thinking, do I hit this? Do I volley it into orbit? Or where's the keeper's shout? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so d- I don't know. Did did Sh- Sharp give him a shout? I d- I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Um, I d- for me, I, I think he should. It was a, a, just a simple yeah. header, just header it away. But I just think he was caught, like it says, in about three minds. It's Marshall's ball to get away on that one. Yeah, and yeah, it's. It, 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 I like I like Marshall. He's shown that he can. Uh, Defend and be a good player, but I, I do think there's a little bit of a confidence thing there because normally going forward he's excellent. Oh, going fantastic. forward he's absolutely excellent. But yeah. I don't know. It, it, I, 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 he looks like the boy that could put a guy in a rosette. Mm-hmm. He's a unit. He's an absolute wee unit, um, yeah. stocky guy, um, and I'd love to see him do it. And uh, like I says, I mean, I don't want to criticise players, but I mean if. I want player. I want the players to play to the best that they can, and I know that there is a player there. And you're probably right. It is. It is probably a confidence thing. I think he just needs to two foot somebody, and then that'll be him. <laughs> His confidence will be back. I, hey, I genuinely he, do. But he needs to do like a Sean Byrne on a Stephen Naismith type tackle. I definitely, just, uh, definitely. 
I, I didn't kind of it's maybe how bad Dundee were in defence last season. I think maybe, maybe something like that, and it's stuck in his mind. Lingering. Yeah, it's yeah. maybe still lingering. Yeah, but like, like you say, when he's attacking, I mean, the boy can put in a cross, and um, he's not going to like try and shimmy past players. He'll no. put his head down and run past them. Correct. So it's, it's a weird one, eh? But I mean, the ball he failed to clear the ball. Sharp comes out. I think he just mm. catches that Abruf player. Mm. Um, it, it, I think he just catches him, but even if he hasn't caught him, I think he's maybe I don't know the, the, the rules of penalties nowadays because it's I think it is well, a penalty. changing all the time. Yeah, yeah I mean he's still kind of. I think it is a penalty, but there 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 wasn't a lot of touch, but it was probably enough touch for um, it was McKenna, wasn't it? Was it McKenna? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I thought he was excellent, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely excellent. Um, so I think the pair of them were at fault. Um, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but Marshall more than Sharp. But mm. um and then up steps Nicky Lowe. Nicky Lowe. Uh, <laughs> he I like N- Nicky Lowe at Dens because he done exactly what he'd done against <laughs> us and just wound up opposition playoffs. Oh yeah. And flinging his arms about shouting for everything. Um yeah, everything he done on Friday, which I hated seeing because it was an opposition player. Mm. When he'd done it at Dens, I loved that. It was just like a wee fawn on the side. Um, just a wind-up merchant. Yeah, and, and you know what? That's what, <laughs> that's what teams need. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not going to shout for anything, then you'll never get nothing. <laughs> exactly. Um, that was a good penalty from him uh, right into the car. Even if Sharp took the the dive the, the same way, I mm-hmm. think it was maybe too far in, but no, that was, was a good right penalty. The, no, it was right in the stanchion. No, no keeper saving that. Not a chance. No, nah. no. But then the lead never lasted too long. We, had, we touched on it, the minutes applause. Mm-hmm. And then, what is it, about 10, 15, 20 seconds afterwards? Yeah, I think um, it was about 30. I think it was, I think it was about 30. Um, but yeah, it, it, you know, great ball into the box. I think, was it Gowser? I think it was Gowser that put the ball into the box and the keeper came out and just tried to punch it, but he just punched it into the, like above him. Mm-hmm. Um but fair play to Rudden, you know, he, I know a lot of people, again, kind of criticising him, but some shift he put in again uh, last night, he chases down absolutely everybody, um, but he just, he got in there, he was determined to get that ball into the net, and he stuck at his big toe and it went in the bottom corner, I was I was chuffed for him, like, um, and I was, during the game I was texting my dad, and he's, I was going, oh, Rudden, nah, he's going to get hooked, and then my dad's like, nah, he'll score, and bloody did. <laughs> I, I mean, it wasn't a pretty goal, but it's, it's no, the type so of goal. What? It's a type of goal that you're wanting him to score, yeah, and that you should be scoring. And you've seen the relief on him, like celebration, because mm-hmm. he's he's missed a few chances that he should have really have put away. Yeah. But you can tell how much that meant to him to score that goal. And um, I mean, even watching the replay, you still think that that Abruf defender on the, on the line could have maybe I, just stopped. Put I it thought foot, he was but, going to get it. Yeah, uh, but it never, and obviously. Uh, Two one up, Rudin's off the mark for the season. Yeah, you just with... reminded me actually of uh, when he tried to trip <laughs> chip uh, Gaston from. <laughs> I <think> Gaston <laughs> was about two yards in front of him. <laughs> uh, I forgot all about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's forget but... about it again. <laughs> he's named he's named Zadzi. Let's put it that way. Yeah, let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> but then, in true Dundee fashion, what do we do? 
Yeah. Shoot myself in the foot. Another one. Yep. I feel like that, that goal came from a Paul McMullen free kick, tried to play a short one, mm-hmm. and it went straight to an Avro, Avro player, and mm-hmm. they went up, and for about like three or four minutes, just continuous pressure that mm-hmm. we failed to clear, and eventually a corner comes in, and it's, it's hard to put the blame on the keeper, or was it Grayson, I think, mm-hmm. who tries to kick the ball away, because Hamilton's standing right there and it comes off him, but mm-hmm. it was still a poor goal to to concede, and especially so late, you just thought, can oh, <laughs> two all that that that's that a. Eh? Yep, uh, I think it was Bobby Lynn that put the the corner in, um, and for me, like watching it, a lot of their like a lot of the players were basically on the penalty spot. Like there was a huge number of players just sitting on the penalty spot, but then Bobby Lynn's cross that comes in, it's basically for the front post. He's it looked like he was aiming for the corner of the six yard box. Mm-hmm. Just for a weed, and I, I don't know who it was uh, that you know for our bro that went to kind of knock it on. I don't even know if he touched it, um, but it was enough to put it right, right, basically in front of the middle of the goal um, for the boy to score. And I, I think yeah, Grayson was he was unlucky because um, I think he kind of tackles it and it basically hits off Hamilton and then goes in the yeah, um, yeah. But uh, I don't, no, I'm not, you know, what, I'm. Yeah, I'm going to do it. When the ball went to the front post, I think it was actually Marshall's man. Um, and I know a couple of people kind of pointed that out. Um, but to be fair, I thought it was a great cross. I thought it was a great cross and it was that mm-hmm. was tough. It was, it was tough to defend. Um, but I, I just couldn't believe how it just landed right to Hamilton's like his feet. He just basically stood there. Mm-hmm. He could have stood there like a statue and it, he would have scored. But yeah, it was pretty... Pretty scrappy, but but again, yeah, we conceded that goal. Fair play to our bro for getting back into the game, but I still think I, I wasn't sitting there going, "Ah, oh, crap, here we go again." We're going to get bit. I felt, you know, deep down that we were going to win the game, but we were lucky not to concede a third. Um, well, just yeah. just after that, you know what I mean? I mean, Halson fluffs his lines. And yep. but if he connects to that properly, that's back of the net. And I don't and, know what he was doing. I, I, for me, it looked like it was easier to score. But yeah, thankfully you never. <laughs> and I think well, less than a minute after that, just over a minute, mm-hmm. we get done. Uh, go down the left. Managed to get a good cross into the box. Was it McCowan? Wasn't it? Yep. Who who will speak about how good he played earlier on, but uh, yep. later on, but um, fantastic cross from McCowan. Zach Robinson, who has looked good every time he's came on, yeah, fantastic hit. I can't. It was the back of the head, but he knew what he was doing. He knew it was that a bullet. It was an yeah. absolute bullet. But as soon as the ball left McCowan's foot, I think everybody kind of knew that that was going to be a pinpoint crossing going in because all game, I felt like Dundee put fantastic crosses into that box. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a few wild ones here and there, as per any 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 game. But I thought we put a lot of good crosses into that box, so it was only yeah. it just felt like that one was connecting, and it did. And fantastic to see the young lad come off the bench and grab what was the winner, but not the end of the scoring. Nope. Um, I honestly see when that <laughs> as soon as, like you says, as soon as the ball was whipped in. Um, you just knew. I, well, I just had a feeling as well that that was going to be a, that was going to be a goal. Um, and when I watched it, like like at the same, at, you know, the first time I watched it, I thought it was a bullet header. Like I thought you, 
again, rose like a salmon and he just, boom, the forehead right on it. Bang, brilliant. So I'm off the seat, off my seat, you know, jumping about, cheering and that. And then when I seen the replay, and <laughs> he's with the back of his head. He was facing the Shankly when he had up that. But so what? Uh, like I says, he meant it. Oh, definitely he, meant he, it. That's he his kept thing. the cameras. He kept the cameras right on. All he does is be on the back of my head, no bother. <laughs> if it hits the back of his arse and goes in, like I said, it, it, it counts. But it was brilliant, brilliant header. Um, and it was great to see, okay, his celebration, you know, kind of like, well, he didn't seem too chuffed, but until he seen Cammy Kerr and then yeah. giving him a hug, and then he was given Macau um, um, a hug, which I thought was hilarity because it was like this six foot two boy hugging a wee <laughs> five foot midget. It was brilliant. <laughs> but here, what, like Michael Stewart said it on the on the commentary that with that cross from McCowan, where he'd put it in, you know, where he'd put that cross in, it was the only place that ball could have went where Dundee would have scored. Mm-hmm. It, it was that accurate and uh, like you say as soon as he whipped it in you were like this is going to be a goal you just mm-hmm. knew it and it was yep excellent finish back of the napper superb but we had one more goal to go Uffed. and it was an absolute howler from the roof player yeah. I can't remember his name but to slip in that position and when you've got Josh Mulligan with the pace he's got in that area I mean was it's, it? it's spelling Spelling disaster. Yeah, I can't remember. Was it Little, Little or Thompson? I, I, I want to say Little, but I, I can't remember. Um, but that was just Mulligan doing Mulligan things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's it. That and again, it. It's, it's when he took that shot. As soon as he took the shot, you knew it was a goal. It was, like, it was a weird feeling to see Dundee keep playing to the end, considering mm-hmm. what we've watched the past couple of seasons. Yeah. But it was even weirder feeling to, to see us score two two late goals and win it. But as soon as it happened, you, you knew we are going to score. Like, it was a fantastic goal from him. And um, I guess in his interview afterwards on BBC Scotland that he only scores good goals. I mean, mm-hmm. well, I think he swore as well, or near enough swore. You know, he certainly did. I knew somebody <laughs> else would have heard that. He, it was like he went in something. I yeah. can't remember. I, can't, I, I, I really want to watch that back, but he definitely did. I knew somebody else would have heard that. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, brilliant. He, he was a way to, to, to curse on live TV. Sure. Um, then you would have Davina McCall walking in. You can't swim. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I, I, I want to watch it again because I'm pretty certain the. Like it was him and Zach Robinson, and I'm I'm sure Robinson basically made a comment like I can't understand a word he's saying. It was something <laughs> like that. It was brilliant. Um, but Mulligan, I mean, wow. Um, I know everybody again going, ah, oh, it was a mistake. Ah, oh, it's only our growth. But so what? Like the way the way he picked the ball up, and again, he 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 wasn't a galloping, but it, it's just the way he runs it, boys, and. When he took the ball past the Arbroath defender, he didn't even break his stride. It was just sheer and utter composure. Um, and then dinking it into the goal like that was just... And again, watching his celebra- celebration just run into the derry, absolutely loving life. Eh? It was brilliant. Felt like a proud dad. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think I've said that before. I love him. Eh? I absolutely love him. And that is you know, that is an absolute fact. But, I mean, he, he kind of did something similar, you know, against Wraith, where, he, again, he was running cut inside but that time you know he hit it and the keeper saved it and you know my, my, you know, he made the comment that Paul McGowan would have been 
berating him and training all week about it. And then he goes and does something like that on Friday. Like, I'd probably shut Paul McGowan up for five minutes, maybe. <laughs> nah, nah, McGowan will tell him that you should hut it closer into the top corner or something. Yeah, probably, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's no good enough, kid. You get some more height on that bar. <laughs> you should have beat the other guy and then chipped the keeper or something. <laughs> <laughs> you only beat two men. Wow, come on, eh? <laughs> Pathetic. But even um, the... Even the commentators' um, reaction to that goal, yep. even they were they're like, they, they were delighted by it. Yep. I think it was just, it was just a fantastic goal to. And let's be honest, it was a fantastic game. Mm-hmm. Even watching it back and being annoyed at the goals that we lost, yeah. it was a fantastic game. I mean, I, we knew our both weren't going to be a walkover. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, I don't think they're the team of last season where they came second and took it to the very end of the season but mm. they gave us as good as it got especially in the first 10 minutes um yeah yep. you know i mean a few and every moments they have hitting the post and everything so yeah i think for, anybody oh, watched that yeah. yeah i mean at the end of the day it meant deadly squat <laughs> because they never scored but but it was it was a fantastic game fantastic uh goals even mm. running so i mean i'll take that, but I'll it's, take that. It's, it's, it's a good goal and mm. um a fantastic win and I put us top of the league for what we thought was the night mm-hmm. for one night only. But the way the rest of the results went, um, we find ourselves top at the end of match day four, match day three. So this is despite thinking or being told that Patrick Fussell won it in the first game of the season. We find ourselves yeah. top. It's an amazing, it's an amazing achievement. To, it's just this league. It's this league. Yeah. You know, like it says, um, anybody could be anybody in this league. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a part of you feels like, you know, uh, Dundee should have steamrolled, you know, steamrolled our, our broth and you know, won 4 0. But our broth fought back, you know, and yeah. like it says, it was too all for a time. Uh, but then obviously we get beat from Partick, but then, and, but then we beat Queen's Park, um, you know, in the cup. And then Queen's Park beat Partick Thistle in the league. It's. Mm-hmm. Anybody could beat anybody in this league. I'll say it till the day I die. There's no mugs. Um, it is going to be tight, but as far as I'm concerned, we're top of the league just now, and it is really just up to us to just keep it there. You know, keep ourselves there. Mm-hmm. You know, forget what anybody else is doing. We don't care about what anybody else is doing. Um, all we've got to do is just beat the teams that are in front of us. And, and I know it sounds easy, but that that's all we've got to do. And you know, Boyer will say that himself. You know, you can only. You can only prepare for who's in front of you and you can only beat who's in front of you. That's that. The long may it continue. That is it. How do they not get you in the dressing room for team talks? I don't again. Probably because they're not allowed Sam Miguel in the dressing room, probably. <laughs> the no booze, no booze rule. That'll probably be it. But I mean, it's, it is, you know, like a pure football cliche. You can only beat who's in front of you, but it's true. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no point in looking at two, three, four games down the line. There's no point. Just mm-hmm. look at the game that's... Prepare for the game that's in front of you and then prepare to win. That's it. So Luke McGowan, being kind of in and out of the team quite often, mm-hmm. more so on the bench, no really made much of an impact, I would say, this season and kind of drifted away at the end of last season for the majority of it. Yeah. But Friday... It was a fine performance, capped off by a fine goal and even, like say, thrown in the assist as well. Right. Could this be the, not the kick up the arse, it sounds like he's 
it sounds like somebody has dumb tools when you say it, but you know what I mean? It's just the, mm. the, the kind of, right, I need to get back in this team and this is him showing the ability that, well, since it's last season that he, he's got. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, for me, I was, I, I was thinking about this where I think with Bowie are obviously, you know, if the youth are good, you know, he's give, he'll give them a chance. If he's, I feel like if he sees a player, you know, wanting, you know, to play and trying to prove himself in, you know, in training, he'll give him a chance. And I feel with McGowan, uh, sorry, McCowan, sorry, he's he took that chance. Mm-hmm. He took that chance, and he was incredible. It's probably one of the best performances I've seen of him. You know, his yeah. goal was great. His cross for his cross for uh, Robinson's goal was excellent as well. Um, but I read an article um, where he's basically, you know, McCowan's saying that. He had a conversation with Gary Boyer and Billy Barr, and the pair of them were basically like, "Look, you're you're being too hard on yourself." You know what I mean? Um, so, but it basically sounds like he, again another player, you know, in the team. I think he said in the team for four weeks and out for three, you know, and he's beating himself up about it. And like I says, Barr and Boyer going, "Look, you're you're too hard on yourself. You mm-hmm. need to you need to just get rid of that and enjoy your football." And it looked like he did, and he took it. So obviously, he's took his chance. That by the looks things Boyers gave him, he took his chance and he just played football. That was it. And look how good he was. He was bloody brilliant. <laughs> I noticed he was in a, an article on the Courier today. I've not had a chance to read it, but the headline is, I don't want to go back washing windows. Yeah, it's that one. Yeah, yeah. it was that. Yeah, uh, brilliant article. Um, and you kind of felt sorry for him, you know, kind of reading it, because I know, you know, there were some people kicking about going... I don't think, you know, the management team are they're you know, McCowan's biggest fan, but I mean it looks like looks like they are. You know. Mm-hmm. The, the again the management they want him to do well. They want every player in the team to do well. And if they're doing well in training, they're gonna get a chance. Yeah. And like it says, it just sound like a broken record again. He took his chance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he took his chance and ran. It was brilliant. I want to kind of be those homers. Yeah, me as well. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of vel- couple of Velux windows that I have to get to. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! <laughs> but, but we'll speak about a new sign in. So I asked you last week, Paul, if you think we'd make a new sign in. Mm-hmm. You said no. Yep. Gary Boyer yep. must have been listening and thought, "I'm gonna get one up on this kid." Yep. And he signed the boy. Who's this guy think he is? Telling me I'm not signing people on there. He does that. Um, what a performance. <laughs> what a performance. Um, I didn't even realise until I watched Gary Boyer's interview that um, Grayson got man of the match. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, f- I think for myself, I, f- I thought Mulligan was going to get it because of the amount of runs that he made. And uh, I mean, we spoke about it all the time. We'll not go on about it again. But we'll give Mulligan the man of the match every day of the week. But yeah, but Grayson, <laughs> I thought it would have been McCowan. But see, I mean, that's I mean, that's how good these players played on Friday. That yeah. it wasn't just a pick a one. You had a pick a one, two, three, maybe four. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 been a while since we've probably had. A performance like that, but Grayson, mm. yeah, um, I'm fairly happy with that. Solid performance, and he held up well in the midfield. Mm. Uh, do you think this could be the position for him? But uh, if, it, if it is, then what does it spell for your likes of uh, Buns and Robertsons? And uh, it kind of, he kind of makes that his own. Mm. 
as a lot of people here might not get much game time. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking the exact same thing. I thought when he, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, um, obviously like says he got man of the match, but um, I liked him. I did like him a lot. Um, coming deep for the ball, he was cool on the ball, uh, calm, you know, just looking for a, a, a basic pass. No, nothing too fancy, just keeping possession. And again, it was pass and move, pass and move. Um, I did, I did, actually really like him. I think he's set pieces, so I think that's definitely something that they're obviously working on. They're saying that he's a set-piece master, you know. <laughs> His set-pieces were all right, but they were the same every single time. It was crosses to the back post for Sweeney for Sweeney to nod down into the box, but that, to me that seems like something that they've worked on because mm-hmm. they were falling down to Kerr, and Kerr in one of his interviews you know, a few weeks ago was like, the ball just seems to fall to me, you know. Um and Kerr had a couple of chances in that game where he could have scored. Um, but I did like the look of Grayson. He looks fit, strong. Um, like I said, he's very cool on the ball, left peg. Um, he looks, you know, one-footed, but it looks like it's a pretty damn good one-foot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Midfield-wise, though, I think if he, you know, on that performance, I think boys are probably going to struggle to get ahead of him. If he plays like that again... Um, against Martin, if he starts against Martin, I don't know. Um, I think boys are going to be, there's going to be a fight there for the position, because mm-hmm. if he's playing the three midfield, you know, it's definitely going to be, you know, McGowan will be there or thereabouts, you know. So it's that two, the two positions there, it's between what? Mulligan. You're not going to drop Mulligan, are you? No. So there's a, there's chance. one there's one position up for grabs there in that midfield. Uh, unless Boyer changes it to a three-five-two, we don't know. Um, but then, you, like I said, you've got Anderson, Robertson, Grayson, and Byrne all fighting for that one position. I know one person that'll say it should be Byrne every day of the week, but should it? You know, I, I, I like it. I like how there's these amount of players there that look like they've got a good amount of quality about them, all fighting for this position. It creates, you know, um, competition. That's it. Mm-hmm. And that'll only better each player, you know. I think Grayson looked quite attack minded mm. as well. Especially, I think, I think his position was more defensive midfielder type thing. Mm. But he just it, it wasn't. A, it was like that wasn't good enough for him. He went, and when he had the chance, he was looking for a forward pass. He was again. It was all that as well, and that's um, mm. yeah. That's. He, you can't ask for anything more from a, a midfielder. No. And he, sh- he showed all the qualities of a midfielder that we need. But a boy that could just put the foot on the ball and, you know, again, I, I love players like that, that kind of, if a, you know, a team's on the ascendancy and then he just basically goes, nah, puts his foot on the ball and then that's it. Dundee are mm. back, back in control. I love players like that. Kind of like, no comparing them to Busquets, but like a boy like that. I just I love, I love players like that. They kind of just mm-hmm. stop the game. You're back in control and you carry on. But you know, from what everybody was saying, he was kind of going to be employed as a kind of cover for left back, centre back. You know, mm-hmm. so he seems like a bit of a utility kind of player. You know, um. But even again in his interview, they were like, "What's your best position?" He's like, "Ah, oh, well, don't tell the gaffer, but it's centre midfield." <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that was a wee statement of intent. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> It's, it's a midfield choice that Paul Hartley would be jealous of. Oh, yeah. To be honest. <laughs> For the man that loved centre midfielders. 
think we I had mean, about 10 of them at one point. <laughs> <laughs> More than half one good enough, but the lot that we've got in now, they're all good enough on their yep. day. And it's a no bad situation to, to have. I'm sure Boyer will manage this perfectly because everything he's done so far, he's done well. And we've got our trust in him. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So whatever he says or whoever he wants to play, I'm happy enough to nod my head and go along with it because uh, even if it means dropping a fan favourite like Bun for somebody mm-hmm. else, Mm-hmm. Trust the man to make that correct decision. That's it. Horses for courses. There's another cliche for you. <laughs> but again, it's true. So I mean, there's not one game where you know you've seen the team sheet come up and you're like, "What the hell?" You're sitting mm-hmm. scratching your head, like but taking that. You know, you were kind of like, "What? Where's he playing? If he's on, you know." When you just when you see the team sheet, you're like, "Yep, right, right, let's go for it." And I mean, long may it continue. But the tombola machine must have got lost on the move to Gardine Theatre. Yeah, that was chucked into the tay, more than likely. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had this whole episode planned out to a tea for about a week solid. And Paul had his notes. So this is the part of the episode where I had a guest come on, but I've had to cancel on him because I'm not here thought that the Falkirk League Cup game was on Tuesday, but it's not till the 30th. <laughs> Who pointed that out to you, Danny? Yourself, but today. Yep. Yeah. So I've had to message the boy and say, oh. and even he was like, I did think that was a bit weird. And I was like, how come they'd be saying nothing to me and helping me out? <laughs> as long as he was sound about it, that's all right. That's all that matters. Okay. He was fine. <laughs> he was fine. So we will have... Um, I guess come on from the Falkirk Daft podcast, but I'll not be till a couple of weeks' time when we have got Falkirk. <laughs> and I'm even more glad that you said that to me because it probably would have turned up at Dens on Tuesday. You probably would like, have done. I'd be like, that's a bad show, doesn't it? Not a lot of people here. They've not got the floodlights on. What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> Saving all the money for the new stadium. Superb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> So, next up, Paul, Morton away, Capolo. It's a place Mm -hmm. that is a tricky venue, a really tricky Mm -hmm. venue. And there is a chance for an upset here. But then you realise who the manager is, and Mm -hmm. then it's like, no, there shouldn't be any upset here. No to him. Mm, Dougie Emery. Yes. Boo hiss. (laughs) <laughs> I think everybody knows that Dundee fans absolutely despise the man um, but again 10-2 it wasn't enough all the nah I better know in case he wants to get us done for a live <laughs> yeah, but... you never know he might want to come on <laughs> but yeah now nah, Martin um, I mean we've got a t- actually we've got a tough tough two away games coming up now you know we've got Martin then we've got Air um, mm-hmm. so I think this is this these they, these obviously concentrating on the Morton game, but if, actually not think of Morton and there. This is the time for you know Boyer to show he's you know kind of what he's worth. You know what I mean? Are we mm-hmm. going to go th- go through there and like it says, if we sneak one 0 wins, you know, if we get one 0 wins like we did, you know, against Wraith, I'll be happy as anything. Um, but these two games I think are extremely important and will show 
what we're going to be like basically for the rest of the season. Definitely. Yeah, this is the yeah. These are the type of games that you, you look to get a scrappy one or win because it's mm-hmm. a tough venue to go to. Morton as a team, I kind of see them challenging for playoff spot or whatnot. No. They a couple of weeks before the start of the season, they basically put out a statement saying that finances are tough. So the twenty men squad, uh, twenty man squad that Doug Emery's built is basically the squad that he's going with. There's there's no improvements and and I don't think since then there's been any loans. I think like money's tight, so what they've got is what they've got. Mm-hmm. And looking at the list of players that they've got, I mean a lot of them, I'll be honest and say, I don't got a bloody clue why they are. No. Some of the names that I do see are like, oh I remember that person, I remember that person. They've been about for a while, but they've never been any better than the championship or yeah. below, and yeah, I'm thinking to myself, we have got the better team here. We have got the better team, and like you say, these are this is the test. This is the test to show that we are the better team and that we yeah. deserve to be top spot. Yeah, definitely. That that we should be going into this game. Well, we should be going into the game confident. Uh, again, you don't want to underestimate any team in the league. I mean, I had a look, like you says, I had a look through the squad as well. I think only the, there was only a couple of names that I recognised, and it was Jai Katungo, um, and I think the boy Robbie Muirhead. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that was it. But, man, but I mean, like looking through the team, a lot of young players. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the two goalkeepers, that, or the, go, well, the two goalkeepers on the bench, one of them, or, or two goalkeepers in the squad, sorry, one of them's 20, one of them's 19. So, again, They've got a lot of youth about them, you know. They might have the hunger, the fight to, you know, you know, kind of cement their place into the team and whatnot. But I mean, I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie; I don't know enough a lot about their squad at all because I don't recognise many names there. Um, and I mean, I don't know. I mean, they got beat from Wraith, you know. So yeah, I mean the. They were sitting third or second. I know it was only a couple of games after the start of the season, but uh, Rafe were sitting bottom. And mm. I think they would have thought they would fancy their chances, but it's not happened that way. Mm. And I think this is... I think them sitting so high in the league after a couple of games was maybe a little bit of false position mm. for themselves. Um, I just I don't know. I, I don't want to say it's a game that we're going to go in and win. Because, like you said, no. you can't guarantee anybody's going to win this. But no. looking at a team and the fact that like the, the the finances are tough, they're going with what they're going, and, and I know what you're saying, and I appreciate what you said about bringing some young players in to the mm-hmm. to that squad and whatnot. But is that forced? I mean, the, the players that we've got coming through, aren't they forced? It's they're there because they've shown something. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think Morton fans are too are looking forward to the season too much, to be honest. No, I think especially not. after that statement, I think the statement that was put out was kind of a, um, a wee kick in the balls for them. I think I think they were pleased with what Doug Emery's done and mm. some of the signings that he's made. But I think they felt they were going to get more and they're not. Mm. So I think they now think that this is going to be a long, hard season. Yeah, I, th- I think it will be for them. But I mean, I'm not going to say that we're, oh, we'll win that name bother. Well, wouldn't mm-hmm. that but No, not a chance. You know, you've got to be wary of these teams. Um, you've got to be wary of every team in that league. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it, it, 
I mean, thinking about it, I mean, looking at how they did in the, the Premier Cup, you know, they finished second in the group. I think they were actually in, they might have been in Falkirk's group, I think. I can't remember, you know what? Hang on, let me check that. I'm sure they were. Anyway, um, but they finished second in the group and never got through. Um, but again, they've had like a kind of indifferent kind of start to the league. You know, three games and it's one win, one draw, one loss. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of indicative of the, the Scottish Championship. That, that's, that's what it's like. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I think it was... It might have been Sean, Sean McGuigan that mentioned, you know... You know, there will be a couple of teams that will be, you know, in the top two and then there'll be a few here and there and then there'll be teams, you know, say from sixth down. Morton, going by that and going by their statements and whatnot, I think they will be there or thereabouts in that, you know, that sixth to tenth position. But again, you never know. These these young lads that they've got, they might be wonder kids. You never know. You never know. But we've got to be wary of them. We definitely mm-hmm. have to be wary. We can't take any game for granted. Um, I just hope that obviously they'll they'll do their background checks on the boys and you know make sure you know see what they're see what they're like. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you just got again if it's a one 0 one, then we move on to we move on to their game. That's it. We spoke about Doug Emery. Do you remember when he was appointed Morton manager mm. in the post of the picture? Ah, uh, vaguely, vaguely. It was like the worst picture that you could that anybody's ever posted. He, he looked. Did he not look like a, a? Yeah, I was about to say. Did he not look like a proper like death warmed up? Or See if you yeah. Yeah, if you stuck sunglasses on him and two boys beside him propping him up, you would have thought it was like weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do remember that? It was like he'd been on a bender for about a week or something and just woke up from a pit in Greenock somewhere. <laughs> He's had like no vitamin C or D in him at all. <laughs> Just pure yeah. absence. <laughs> Good. Um. But yeah, I mean, we should be going into this game on a high. Um, hopefully, the defence has been worked on or had a, a wee stern talking about, because we do look shaky at the back. Under, but if we get put under pressure, we do look shaky. And uh, Jake Watongo and Muirhead, mm-hmm. Muirhead is a boy that sh- had talent, but I think he's he's not really screwed or not, is he? Um, I think he's just a boy that whose attitude and yeah, his attitude and whatnot is uh, probably cost him uh, yeah. playing in a higher higher league. But there's still something about him. Um, it's good to see that he's got rid of the man bun and he's uh, yeah. shaved it off. Yeah. I mean, no disrespect to any Dundee fans if you wear a man bun, but don't. No. <laughs> don't. Did he not get sent off against? Uh, Did he not get sent off against Dundee or something. At Dens, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yep, I remember that. It Great. was an off the ball, off the ball incident, wasn't it? Yeah, I think he was just being mouthy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. That's right, yeah, because he, he, I think everybody was like, "What's he been set off for?" Then you saw the replay um, or the highlights, and he was uh, giving it a big one to the to the, the linesman on and ref, wasn't it? Yep, definitely. Um, I don't, I don't think we should uh, again, like you know pinpoint certain players in the Morton squad because like we say all the time they'll, they'll probably end up scoring against me so we'll just stop speaking about him now and that'll be that <laughs> but since I've mentioned them you may as well put them on first goal squad <laughs> yeah might as well yeah get your money on it guys get your money yeah. gamble responsibly <laughs> so a couple of things before we finish up food bank outside Dens and Tannadice every week mm-hmm. um, 
the series boys are putting in uh, a, a lot of a lot of work into doing this. It's it's an absolute crying shame that we'll have to do it in the first place. But yep. that doesn't take away from the work that the people who are doing it are doing it. I think it's a fantastic gesture. People doing it um, just out their own goodwill. So um, I think, Paul, you wanted to kind of speak about it. But yeah, I think like us as fans, we're, we're getting behind the team. So as we be inspirational talk here, but we should be getting behind fellow Dundonians that are in need of yeah. help and uh, donating whatever you can. Um, yeah. I mean, de- de- definitely. I mean, the um, you know, I was going on about like you know the Dundee family, but this this is more you know for like the the Dundonian family because it's I mean it's not just happening at Dens; it happens at Tannadice. So whoever's at whoever's at home that week, you know the you know the food bank will uh, the food bank drop off will be there, and um, they're called uh, Fan Supporting Food Banks Dundee. Um, they're on Twitter um, at uh, FSF Dundee. Um, for the Dundee location, you know, if Dundee are at home, they're basically behind the main, uh, you know, the main stand, um, just at the corner of Sandyman Street, Tannadice Street. But for uh, United games, they are at the shed entrance, I believe. Um, so again, if anybody can donate, you know, anything, you know, it, it doesn't matter how small it is. If you can, um, it'll probably make a huge difference to, you know, sadly underprivileged uh, uh, Dundonians in the city. Yeah, thanks for all that info there, Paul. I had absolutely none. I was trying to find it as I was speaking. So, like again, thankfully you've came prepared. Um, but yeah, as if always. anybody can, <laughs> <laughs> if anybody can think, um, just anything really is it? Just uh, help mm. donate. I like to say it's a it's a sad situation to that we've got to do this, and we'll never get politics involved in the podcast. But no. I think as a, as a human being, you you've got to get behind your fellow. Uh, fellow Dundonians and women and children, and yep. women, children yeah, and uh, uh, if they're struggling, especially with the the way the, the again not getting into politics, but the way the the, the cost of living is going just now, living, I yeah. think like it, it, everybody is needing a little bit of help, mm-hmm. um, and obviously like if, if if you can't do it because you're struggling yourself, then like, I mean that's no problem at all. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I think with these things, you know, you know, people, you know, some people might be reluctant to say they can only spare a couple of tins of beans. They might be reluctant mm-hmm. to do it in case they feel like they're getting judged. You know, you're you're definitely not going to be judged. You know, yeah. anything. You know, it, handing over two cans of beans is better than you know them having no cans of beans. You know, it's yeah. just. I mean, it's the usual kind of stuff. You know, like you know, tin foods. You know, pastas, rices, all this kind of stuff. You know, cereals. Mm-hmm. You know, but again, just anything that. You know, folk can donate is going to be obviously greatly appreciated. Um, I think we we'll maybe speak about the community trust a couple of minutes. I think uh, they're still doing good work in the community. They've still got their tiny D's on. I think um, uh, Greg Fenton's doing uh, the cult walk. Still got that. They are. There's even a little teaser of that there's going to be a women's team happening. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. If you bear with me, I will check on my phone because I'm pretty sure there was something put up um, if not then I've dreamt about it and I'm speaking absolutely nonsense um, but I'm pretty sure that I've seen something that it's coming soon which is great because the amount of uh, females that obviously support Dundee as well that would mm-hmm. probably jump at the chance to put on their team colours um, yeah definitely, definitely. yeah uh, um, 
I'm, I'm seeing absolutely nothing. But I'm pretty sure they put a tweet up <laughs> about it. But um, yeah, uh, I mean, that's one of the things as well for um, uh, interacting with the fans. Uh, more stuff to, uh, further, like you say, f- actually further community. Um, long overdue. Definitely. Long overdue. And my wee two year old lassie will be joining that if she's there because she has got a better right route than I have um, so <laughs> it's uh, it's something that's getting built and I know it was England but when the England women team winning I think it highlighted a lot of um, uh, I think it highlighted a, a lot of females that want to play football but there's not a lot of opportunities and mm-hmm. like you say there, there is a good few of them in Dundee but there's, um, there's never not enough mm-hmm. yeah definitely I mean, you, again, you, there's probably women that have wanted to get involved, but like you says, you know, there's there isn't an opportunity. So, I mean, if Dundee are going to do something like that, or, I mean, if you've dreamt it up, then maybe you should put it to them. But if you know, if Dundee are looking to do that, then yeah, brilliant. Again, it gets more. I mean, it gets more people integrated into the club as well. You know, um, and I think I think it'd be a great idea. Really do. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm I'm looking back to see if I could find it, but I can't. Am I just speaking nonsense here? No, no, no. Here we go. Second of August. Yeah, I, I'm not lying. I've not dreamt it. Yep. So the community trust. Um, I think the pods went really good until this last bit. Well, again, I've no prepped and no be no being prepared, and it's just turned into a bit of a shambles. <laughs> <laughs> so the. All women 16 plus are welcome to join Dundee um, at their new training facility um, for a weekly kickabout. So it might not be a football team, but I'm led to believe I've been, I've heard whispers um, that there will be a football team, but it's still good to see classes getting put on for mm-hmm. women's. Um, but I mean, that might be, you know, the way to get it started, you know, see how many, how many women are interested in actually coming along and playing, you know, mm-hmm. and and kind of take it from there. It's got to start from, you know, it's got to start, you know. They kind of just announce, we have a team. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got to start. See see if anybody's interested in it, if they are. And then, you know, and there's big enough interest in it and they want to start a team, then fair play to them. Crack on. Um, and again, it's, it, it's, it's another part of the, you know, the Dundee family. It seems like somebody's prepped you into saying that. I don't know. That's all, all I've been thinking about. You know what I mean? I, honestly, that, that is yeah. all I've been thinking about. You know, um, it's, like it says, you know, that I'm going back, you know, just the way it felt, you know, we've seen, you know, how everybody was reacting with Lenny. Um, you know, the, the tribute to him, to Pat, I, I, you know, he wasn't mm-hmm. part of the Dundee family. And that's the thing, you know, you'd, if you come to Dens, uh, it doesn't matter who you are, what you are. You're you're in that you're 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 in dens. You're supporting the team, and one thing that all Dundee fans have got in common is they're Dundee fans. You know, mm-hmm. so we're all a family when we're at that game, regardless if we're at the stadium or not. You know, watching it from home or abroad, you're you're part of that family. That's it. Nah, that's a spot on, spot on. I would got up, stand up and applaud that that speech because that was fantastic. But it's um, I can't be bothered because it's quite late at night. <laughs> uh, thanks Danny <laughs> but um, I don't know if you've got anything else to add to, add to this ball you find mate uh, well um, 
that's it. That's another episode. Episode seven, I think. Um, mm-hmm. all going fantastic. Um, I forgot to say, the podcast with Jockey Scott seemed to just before we go the uh, Jockey Scott podcast interview seemed to go doing well. Uh, even we right up in the Courier, not too yeah, bad probably. to get the podcast name in there. Um, some fantastic stories from Jockey. I mean, I, I wasn't want to speak. Yeah, I wasn't wanting to speak about them last week because it hadn't been released yet, but some mm-hmm. fantastic stories from them and some um, really horrifying stories, actually, especially mm-hmm. with his last stint at Dundee. Callum Melville. Mm-hmm. Boo his spit. Boo his spit. I, I could not believe that. Um, listening to that podcast, it was brilliant. I loved hearing Jockey. He was, he was, like I said, to you, he was very open in a lot of the things he was saying, but he was closed with some things. You know, he wasn't giving us you know, he didn't want to give too much information away. I think I remember him going, uh, Danny, it's in my book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's trying to pop up sales. That's how he was doing. Oh, no, yeah, too right. Well, I'm, I'm going to buy it, definitely, 100%. Um, <laughs> but the, hearing the story about Callum Melville, you know, after, what was it? Dundee were playing, was it Air? Was it Air who got beat? Air, Airdrie. Airdrie, sorry. Yeah. Um, got, got beat and then basically he gets off the bus and Melville's standing there and just goes, you're sacked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um I don't really like using this word that much, but Melville's scumbag. <laughs> Absolutely, to treat a treat a servant like that uh, of Dundee, uh, disgraceful, and no wonder mm-hmm. he's went into hiding. <laughs> I mean, even um, I said to Jockey, and I spoke about it, like a bit as well afterwards. I said, like, fair enough, like performances were only really hitting the note at that time. They were top. Yeah, that's it. I says, You're top. Yeah, I says, but to come out and do that, I was like, that's ridiculous. I remember, yeah. I, I remember um, it was when Everton got all the money recently, and then they brought in, who was it? Was it De Boer or Cumin? It was one of them two, anyway. Um, Cumin. And they were went in, drawn and that, but they weren't playing attractive football, and it was one of the reasons why the manager got punted. Who mm-hmm. cares? Yeah. Who cares <laughs> if you're getting the three points uh, every week? It doesn't matter. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It, it just too many people were and more interested in who could do the fancy flicks in that. It doesn't matter. It's whoever puts the ball in the net. That's it. Yeah, it's funny that you say Everton known the Cumin because it was actually his last. Was it his last home game? Mm. It was against Bournemouth. They were bad. They were bad, to be honest. They ended up winning the game. But, so there you are. Yeah, they, they were bad, but yeah, they, they won the game. Eh? Um, <laughs> You've just proved my point. I know, I know, that's it. Um, but yeah, the way Joggy was treated on the last spell, um, ridiculous. I've actually had a few boys message me, and it's a, mm. a really good point. Why aren't the club having him in at Dents on match mm. day? as a host or just going around speaking to people um, like what Lenny did, honestly, mm-hmm. get him in there because that boy has got hundreds of stories to tell mm-hmm. um, and he is willing to tell them. I mean, would he say yes to that? We don't know that, but when he was speaking to me before and after about Dundee, he's still passionate about Dundee, still lives in the area. I mean, we're missing a trick, but I know having him, here. He maybe plays and, golf on a Saturday. <laughs> so he probably can't do it. Maybe <laughs> <He> plays <laughs> golf. But no, yeah, definitely. I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah. And there's another, another player, I believe he lives in Canoosti, Ali Donaldson. Mm-hmm. I've spoke to Ali Donaldson a few times. And he has, he even, he's got more stories. He remembers everything. And have you had them two just walking about speaking to people? 
I mean, would it bump up hospitality, uh, people going to it? Maybe. If you knew that, you get a chance to meet Jockey, Ali Donaldson. I mean, stuff like that got me thinking, we should be having mere, mere, like, characters, like, yeah, players definitely. from back then. Like, two boys that you would say, especially Jockey Aiken, legends, mm-hmm. back in, doing this. Um, I just, it was just a wee thing that somebody messaged me about, just, like, saying, do you can, like, any scope in this at all? And, like, I've absolutely none, absolutely none whatsoever. So, but I, I just felt like this may be a good point to bring up on the on the on the pod. Like, definitely, these boys are sitting there, like they're retired. Um, like you say, golf, like you're playing golf all the time. Let's get them into dens. Like, golf speaking boring, to the fans. you know, getting yeah, get golf boring, get in with the fans, simple as that. You know, get, I, definitely. Yeah, I mean, even they didn't even have to do much. Offer no. them their meals and their food for nothing. That's all you have to do. (laughs) That's all you have to do. But yeah, Jockey was an absolute gentleman to speak to. Um, Brilliant. Thoroughly enjoyed it. So well well done to you, Danny, because it was a cracking interview. It was brilliant. Cheers, mate. Like I say, it was uh, a wee thanks to uh, John Brown as well and uh, Jockey's uh, grandson, uh, Jordan, for setting that one up. Uh, Jockey's grandson went up and set up the computer because we had a wee bit of a hiccup a couple of days before. Um, Couldn't get it working at all, eh? (laughs) Jockey said to me, he texted me saying, uh, he says, oh, I'm no good at this technology stuff, eh? But um, it was nothing (laughs) of his fault. It was actually what my emails that I was sending to link them to end up being my fault. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But um, big thanks to them for setting it up. that couldn't have went any better, and it's uh, you no know, be surprised to hear that it's already on its way to being um, the most listened and downloaded pod um, mm. so far. Which is it's no surprise that is it. To be nah, no surprise to be expected. He's again legend, utter legend. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, hopefully, I might have a few more legends coming on. I'm putting the word out to a few people, trying to get people in that have got great stories to tell. So. It'll not happen anytime soon, but hopefully it does happen. And that's all I'm going to say on it. Um, so stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay Always stay tuned. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Paul, I think we'll leave it at that. Um, we're going to obviously hope to be back speaking about... Well, we'll be back anyway, regardless of the results. So there's no point yeah. in trying making a big a big spiel, song and dance about it. But um, Paul, thanks for coming on. Yeah, again, no you're, problem. No you're problem my co-host, so... Yeah, so... I'm away to buy a commemorative canvas of Dundee beating Abruf for two. Yep. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> so we'll see you next week then. Ta ta. Thanks again.